Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Sarah's Big Black Dog by Kay Highstand No, no, Sarah, you must stay home with your sister. The little girl pouted, and tears gathered in the corners of her eyes. Sarah's mother dropped to her knees and hugged her littlest daughter. A mile is too far for you to walk, darling. You're only four years old. No, I am a big girl, Sarah insisted with a sob. Reluctantly, her mother pushed her toward their log house. Sternly, she said, go inside with Mary and be good. The mother and father watched the small child start toward the cabin. Then they turned away. The year was 1783, and it was a lovely day in Warren, New Hampshire. On this day, Sarah's parents had an errand that would take them more than a mile away to a neighbor's house near the summit of a low mountain to the north. As they started through the woods along the trail following Barry Brook, neither of them realized that Sarah had turned around and was trying to follow them. The little girl stayed far enough behind her parents so they could not discover her. The woods grew deeper and darker, and she found her way more difficult. Soon she could no longer hear her mother's clear laugh or her father's deep voice. Panic-stricken, she began to run. She made a wrong turn and was soon hopelessly lost in the woods. As the light waned and night came on, Sarah grew tired. Tears claimed her, and she curled up by a big rock and cried herself to sleep. Meanwhile, the parents visited with their friends, borrowed some supplies, and returned home just at nightfall. To their horror, they discovered that Sarah was gone. Her sister had not been alarmed at her absence, for she thought Sarah was with their mother and father. Rain was beginning to fall as the frantic father alerted his neighbors, and all the townspeople started out to help him search for the lost child. The night seemed years long to the anxious mother who waited at home. Near dawn, the father and the other men returned. They had searched in vain all night. There was no trace of the small child, and the rain had washed away any signs of her wandering. However, the mother did not give way to despair. Before the father could go to bed to rest, or the children could eat any breakfast, the whole family knelt and prayed devoutly to God for the safety of the little girl. After the prayers, the mother's heart was lightened, her faith in God renewed, and she could face the day ahead without collapsing. From Sunday to Wednesday, the search went on. Dozens of men from miles away looked day and night for at least a sign of what might have happened to the child. But no one found even a trace to show where Sarah might have gone. Then, about noon on Thursday, a man named Heath, from the town of Plymouth, twenty miles away, strode up to the cabin of the desperate parents and announced, "'I know where your little girl is. Give me some food, and then I will lead you to her.' "'Praise God!' cried the mother. "'How do you know? Has someone found her and sent you word?' Even while the questions tumbled from her eager lips, she was setting food on the table. Sarah's father happened to be home. Haggard and hollow-eyed, he looked at the stranger skeptically. "'What do you mean? Why didn't you bring Sarah home if you know where she is? I can't believe you know what you're talking about.' The father's voice was harsh, and there was no hope in his face. But the mother's eyes were filled with hope as she listened to Mr. Heath's unusual story. Last night I had this strange dream, not once, but three times. He broke the homemade bread as he talked. A dream? The father laughed roughly and came to his feet as though to order the stranger from the cabin. What nonsense is this? Wait! The man raised his hand, and the sincerity and honesty of his purpose shone in his plain face. 
His eyes were filled with memories of a vision. Dream or vision, I know not which, but I dreamed it three times last night. Three times I saw a lost child, a little girl with light curls, about four years old. That's Sarah! That's our Sarah! the mother cried, and the tears gushed forth and down her sunken cheeks. Wait! I can tell you where. I found her under a big pine tree, southwest of Berry Brook, guarded by a great bear. Mr. Heath took a swallow of milk and continued, The huge bear didn't bother me, and I didn't try to shoot it. Now the father fell back into his chair, and his cheeks were ashen. Some of the men found Sarah's footprints along with the tracks of a large bear, but we didn't dare tell you of this. It was too horrible to think about. He looked at his wife. Come now, said Mr. Heath. We will go and find her. His calm tones carried conviction. The father and Mr. Heath went off into the woods, heading straight for the spot Mr. Heath had seen in his dream. Hours later, the waiting mother heard three gunshots from far away in the wilderness. This was to be the signal if the child was found. Sarah's father and the man who had had the dream did indeed find Sarah asleep under a pine tree. But the dream or vision was incomplete, for there was no sign of a bear guarding her. Later, when Sarah was warm and fed and rested, she was asked about her adventure. Then she told how she had awakened on the day she had first lost her way to find a big black dog sniffing at her scratched legs. She said she had put her arms around its neck and said her prayers. Then each evening the big black dog had come back and had lain down beside her to keep her warm all through each of the damp, cold nights. The mother and father looked at each other in wonder. The angel sent by the Lord can assume strange shapes, the mother murmured softly. And he sent a miraculous vision in a dream, the father answered. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.